Play fake. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Fifty-six yarder. It's got no. Does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Don't miss a thing from the world of college football. Stay right here for College Gridiron on WFUV Sports. Welcome back to another week of College Gridiron. I am Danny Scott, joined with Tyler Hu and Brianna Dunbar. Guys, kind of a crazy-ish week last week. A couple big games, a couple big losses. Definitely some college football playoff implications this week. Much less of that. It's kind of a slow week in college football, but you know, the second we say that, that means there's going to be crazy upset after crazy upset. But before we get into the discussion, how are you guys doing today? Danny, I'm doing well. It's good to be back here as always. We've got a couple rivalry games going this week, you know, uh, that we're going to talk about in a few. But, you know, a little slower of a weekend, which you, you and I know it's going to mean we're going to have every single game going to be down to the wire, double overtime, 51-45 type vibe. And it's going to be a fun – I mean, it's going to be a fun week, hopefully. Um, so hopefully me saying it's going to be a bad week, we get some good games. But um, a little bit of movement here and there in the college football playoff. We're nearing the end of the college football regular season. And – um. It's been a great one so far. I've really enjoyed the season, just like last season, just like the season before, and as always, every every year, it's college football. And uh, a big moment for you, first ever on time or on air. On so time. wow, yeah, for, no, 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 first first ever on air. So this is this must be exciting for you. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, it's definitely different to be on this side of the glass, um, but I've loved watching you guys from the other side, and I'm really excited to be here and talk college football with y'all. So, before we start talking about some stuff, um, real quickly, I feel obligated to mention it. The, the UVA shooting, uh, three uh, Virginia football players died, Devin Chandler, Deshaun Perry, Label Davis Jr. And just want to, we don't have to discuss it, but a uh, very sad moment for the world of college mm-hmm. football. And our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, their families and the UVA football program as a whole. Very, very sad. But um, last week, you know, a few big games. We had Alabama and Ole Miss, Washington over Oregon. But let's start with that Washington over Oregon. That was Keenan Troy all last week, Tyler, and and we clowned him for it, uh, (laughs) saying that Oregon is the number four team in the nation. But number 25, Washington, takes down number six, Oregon, 37-34. Bo Nix just couldn't get it done. Um, gonna hand Keenan this L real quick. That's a brutal L. First of all, <laughs> trusting a Pac-12 team to make the playoff over an undefeated football team, and a couple teams better than them, is ridiculous. Um, don't know what got into him that last week, but um, yeah, the, Oregon, their insanity run at the top of, is over. Uh, where they actually thought they'd have a chance to make the playoff. Uh, after the drubbing week one against Georgia, they went on an eight-game winning streak, but it's over. See you later. Thank. Washington really came to play, and Michael Penix Jr. is having an amazing year. Um, he's like sneaky, really, really good. He's real. He was a, he was really good at Indiana for one year, and then had like a he, I think he got hurt or something, and then now he, he's at Washington. He's balling out. But um, it was weird. It's a weird game because um, they tie the turnover battle, 
Um, and Oregon, dom- they won the time of possession battle. They just didn't win between the lines, I guess. It was a weird, very weird game, but Washington really came to play. Washington's always, like, around there. They're a very stable program. Yeah, I feel like they're always uh, – they'll have one really good year. They made they the playoff, made the playoff that yeah. one year. But mm-hmm. they're a team that's going to consistently be in that, like you know, 30, 35 to 15 rank. Yeah, yeah, around there, yeah. yeah. They're very stable, very stable program. But um, great win for them. Oregon, their uh, reign at the top of the Pac-12 looks pretty much over right now for this season. So, you know, good for Washington. Yeah, I mean, whenever it comes to Pac-12, I don't, I don't have a whole lot to say. I think it's a lot of mediocre teams playing other mediocre teams. Um, just, uh, yeah, it's a middle Big Ten purist. <laughs> I am Real. a little bit actually. I'll give my props to the SEC. I do think that they're probably the hardest conference. Probably, um, yeah, <laughs> definitely I think, I the think, hardest. Yeah. Conference. Nah, Patriot League's better. Trust me. <laughs> How about the independent, oh, independent yeah. teams? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, I wonder how you feel about that one, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just not a huge fan of the Pac-12. I think, I think that was definitely the end of Oregon's reign, and I mean, it's USC or bust for the Pac-12 to get into the playoffs. So. Yeah, I I I agree with you. I don't think any Pac-12 team is, is deserving this year, and I think USC is going to fall in a couple weeks. To uh, we'll see them in the Rose Bowl. Uh, I think USC is going to fall in a couple weeks to uh, a, a team that I'm very fond of, uh, Notre Dame Fighting. Well, I I don't know. I think this this week with UCLA, I mean, uh, they're they're we'll favored we'll by two and a half points. We'll get into that yeah. later. <laughs> I'm excited we'll for that talk. That. Yeah, yeah. but I think. Offenses. If you're the Pac-12 commissioner, you got to be upset that Washington won, mm-hmm. uh, because that definitely eliminates all hope that you're going to make a playoff. Yeah. And, and I, I've been saying table. this. I've been saying this for a while. I think it was ridiculous that Oregon and, and Tyler, you and I both did pick Oregon last week um, going into the game. However, it's just like you kind of had the sense that they were they were frauds. And sure, it's like I mean, yeah. we we went with the higher seeded team, all this stuff. But like, when you lose really forty nine to right. three to Georgia, it, you, there's you just can't tell me that there are only two teams that are better than losing forty nine to three. That just drives me up a wall. That that anyone could even say that they were number four. Are we really mad that Oregon lost, even though we no. picked them? No, exactly. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> I think glad, it's good. Honestly. I think it's good for college football. Yeah. honestly, because it seed it, out the frauds. Yes, exactly, yeah. and. You know, when they have to face Utah, they're just going to get, get pounded. whomped this week. That'll be another <laughs> one to talk about. Yeah. Um, but moving over to the Big 12, this is a team that I am loving watching this year. Uh, TCU has been just mm. absolutely awesome. Number four, TCU beats number 18, Texas, 17-10. to 10. And this was a game that I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler, I think you picked Texas and Keenan picked mm-mm, Texas. Picked TCU. Someone picked Texas. It, I will it never pick to, Texas. It had to It had to have been Keenan. But it was Keenan. TCU winning this game was just Was absolute, it you? It wasn't me. I picked TCU. Pat, Pat's saying behind the boards otherwise. <laughs> I don't know, man. I definitely picked TCU. We have to run back the tape. I, I, can, I, can, I can pull up receipts while you guys talk about this. But a Fair great, enough. great win for TCU. It was very exciting to watch this team kind of blossom to what they are this year. Um, Max Duggan didn't have his, his best game, he but played solid. It, it was a solid defensive battle, and it was it was fun to watch. CCU just absolutely dominated the time of possession um, and rushed the ball very well. TCU can play any way they want to. They can play defense and run the ball. They can play through the air and um, go for a shootout. We've seen it. We can. They can put up points. But um, this was the Kendra Miller defense show. They made Quinn Ewers look horrible again. 
below 50% completion percentage and threw a pick. And then um, Kendra Miller ran for 138 in the touchdown. This TCU team is really, really, really good. I had TCU 38-31. I had TCU. So. I don't know the score, but I so know I, Keenan. I, I, so blame Keenan. I predicted <laughs> the the difference, how, not the and the and the team that was going to win, but yeah. not, the, not the actual. Not the score. score. We expected higher scoring. I expected higher scoring with, with this team. And, and Texas, too. Texas is not afraid to put up points this year. I mean, with Quinn Ewers. And Bijan Robinson we talk got about, yeah, shut down. He got shut down. He got locked up. Twenty nine yards, two point four yards per carry. Didn't have a catch. That's like the worst Bijan Robinson performance I've ever seen. So props to TCU. This team's extremely legit and deservingly so in the playoff. I think you guys are gonna hate me, but TCU just doesn't do enough for me. I I mean, obviously if they finish as undefeated conference champs, then they'll be in the playoffs, but this this upcoming Baylor game, I don't know. I think they might stumble. I think they might catch themselves looking ahead. Um, mm. And I don't think they have a really good strength of resume. The ranked teams that they have played have three or four losses now going into Week 12, and that's just not terribly impressive to me. And I think, I think strength of resume is something the committee really looks at. I don't know. I don't think they have really strong head-to-head results, um, and especially team opponent records. Like, with with your ranked teams being three-loss, four-loss teams, I, I just don't think it's that impressive to me. And I think that they probably deserve to be at four, but no higher. Interesting. I, I agree with that part, but I do think that they are legit. I think that they deserve to be yeah. at in, in that conversation, at least at four, I think they've solidified themselves because you can only play who's on your schedule, and they've taken care of business. And what impressed me they about- have They have five ranked wins. Yeah. Like, even it, regar- regardless that off, they've yeah. fallen off, you you can make an argument that they were the reason that they've fallen exactly. off. Exactly. And um, what I said earlier, like right before, is they can win in multiple ways, which impresses me. And they have won in multiple exactly. ways. They they Against Oklahoma, they put up 55 points, and against Texas, they hold them to 10. Like- this this is a team that I I think has the mark of a good team. They're well when coached. You, when you find ways to win, I think that's my biggest thing. Is mm-hmm. it's some of these games got hairy. Oklahoma State forty three forty, like that's not exactly it was a comeback win too. Yes, and I what were they down by two scores going into the fourth quarter or I going into so. the second half something like that. Yeah, they were down. Um, let me see, they were down seventeen at one point. Yeah, yeah, they were down seventeen and they came back. Uh, toward the end, it was the sec- yeah, second quarter, mid-second quarter, they're down 24-7, and they took care of business from there on out, pretty much. I just think this is this is my favorite team to watch this year. They're very, mm-hmm. very exciting, a- and when you have a defensive game like this, Tyler, you know how much I love that. When right. when you shut down <laughs> the, the best running back in college football, hold them to 29 yards, this team is just very, very exciting to watch, um, and I think they are deserving of that number four spot, and... I think eventually yeah. we'll see them in in the playoff. If I, I think they'll probably get up to number three because of um, whoever loses whoever Ohio loses State, Michigan. Ohio State okay. Michigan, um, and so that that game, if I'm a Big Ten team, this team makes me nervous. This TCU team really does make me nervous. They're dangerous. They're very dangerous. They finally to win, and I think that is the most exciting part about them. Um, but another game from last week. Number nine Alabama beats number eleven Ole Miss thirty to twenty four. Um, it's Alabama. They just you know they find ways to win. I think all all three of us picked Alabama. I think 
I thought Ole Miss was was fraudulent this year, and um, <laughs> I think that kind of proves it in this one. Yeah, I mean, like, I just didn't really have any reason for Ole Miss to win besides their only chance was the fact that they were at home and Alabama's season's kind of lost. But, yeah, um, it's lost, but not. Um, they're, they're up to what? Yeah. They they're up to eight now. LSU, they're up to eight, though. but, like. What happened? They did help they LSU. They helped LSU. Yeah, they, they time. ensured that LSU clinched the, the West. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Alabama, they're a better team, obviously. I, Ole Miss is. They're good. Lane Kiffin's a solid coach, and their offense is fun because they're like Quinchon Judkins is one of the best running backs in the nation. Yeah, I and mean, he's 135 yards. And he showed it. Yeah, he was amazing. The problem is Jackson Dart doesn't really move me. He was part of that USC quarterback room that mm-hmm. has really aged poorly. Keaton Slovis isn't that good. JT Daniels hurts me to say, it, but he's not that good. <laughs> Jackson Dart not that good. All three of those quarterbacks were in that USC quarterback room, and now. They're middling starters on good college football teams, but they're not very good, and they've kind of held their team. Like at least Dart has held his team back. I feel like he's had that LSU game. He played horrible. He had like a couple costly turnovers. Just played terrible, and he didn't really do, move the needle of this game. He threw a touchdown, and I don't think he turned. The, yeah, he didn't turn the ball over. But he's not very good. He doesn't really do much for the, for me. If I'm if I'm a team that's trying to compete, and that's what Ole Miss is. He doesn't do much for me, and they lost this game. They were a one-loss team before. They had an outside chance of the playoff, but we knew that that was fraudulent. They're yeah. they're done now. Is if this team has Matt Corral, do you think they're a playoff team? <laughs> Depends. Uh, I gotta see. Like, go back to. I think they do beat LSU. Oh yeah, I do think they are because Matt Corral is much, 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 much better. better than Jackson. Much, better. Better and I than think Jackson the team Dark. around. Uh, Ole Miss is fairly good. No, it's a good team. They got two great running backs in Quinton Judkins and Zach Evans. They got a ton of talented receivers here and there, and like they they have an offensive-minded co- coach in Lane Kiffin. I mean, dude, yeah, they make the playoff if they have Matt Corral. Alabama is is just so weird to me this year because Bryce Young should be the best quarterback in college football, and he's not playing like it. Yeah. And then Will Anderson should be the best player in college football, and he's not he's playing, not playing like, like it at all. Very, very confusing with this team. Yeah, I mean, just watching that Bama Old Miss game, you, I mean, you would have thought that that Old Miss would have taken it home. Bama was left um, seven unanswered points in the first quarter, and we're trailing at the half, fourteen to seventeen. I mean, it was looking up for Old Miss, and they. I think that they do what Ohio State does and really pushes it to the end of their games. Um, I think that they probably tired out Ole Miss. Um, I think they're pretty relentless, um, and they they want to keep their their offense on the field. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just it's very weird to me to look at this Alabama team and mm-hmm. and the weapons around them, and. and to think that they're not that good. Saban needs a coordinator overhaul um, on both sides of the ball. I would agree with that. Yeah, he's, I think th- this just have been bad. solidifies everyone's belief that Bama is overrated. This year, I don't. Uh, I you can't call Bama. They're winning the championship next year. Now that you said that, yeah, <laughs> well, you remember what happened in 2019 when they had two losses. Yeah, right. Who, who'd they beat? They beat Ole Miss or someone in the in the Cotton Bowl. I don't remember. Some <laughs> someone they beat with someone. Matt Jones at the helm. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then the next year Mid they Jones. were arguably the best college football team of all time. Well, second yeah. best because yeah. that LSU team will never be touched in my eyes. That and oh, one Miami. But, yeah, um, 
Yeah, that Bama team really was that disgusting. That Bama team was very, very good. <laughs> and, and it was a year after that they had a couple of bad losses, and Nick Saban just came for revenge. They didn't even have someone. They're arguably their most talented player in Jalen Waddle. Yeah, for the whole like damn near the whole season. Yeah. I mean that that team was wow. just that team was unreal. Najee, Henry yep. Ruggs, Jalen Waddle. No Ruggs, Ruggs and uh, Judy were already in the league. They oh, went after the 2019 class. Oh, that oh that was Devonte. That was Heisman Devonte year. Heisman year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then Najee jumping over that Notre Dame guy. Yeah, that was fun. I really enjoyed that moment. Yeah, I cried. <laughs> um, no, but Bama, they need a, as I said, they need a coordinator re- overhaul. Saban's going to be taking it personal this year because that's back-to-back. Well, last year wasn't they lost in the national championship. That's considered a disappointing year in Saban land. This yeah, is a disappointing year. This is yeah. their worst year since 2010 because you could say— This in, is their worst year since 2019. No, no, you could say 2019 they lost to— the greatest team in college football history in a very close game, and then Tua got hurt. This, there's no excuse. Bryce Young was healthy. Yeah. yeah. Their whole team was he- pretty much healthy, apart from a couple guys maybe, and they go out and lose to what? They get, lose to Tennessee. Lose and, to lose to and they had a lot of ugly wins, too. Ugly wins, too, yeah. Winning by just, one or yeah. two points. Should have like, lost to A&M. Should have lost yes, to Texas. absolutely. Yep. And... I'm I'm just not terribly impressed, and I I actually called um, it yeah. when they when they beat unranked Texas by just I think it was one. two points, but it was yeah. one point. Yeah, I called it. I was like, this is just not going to be their season, and yeah, this is a here we are. Bama team. I I mean, you know how I feel. I t- I took LSU and then you swayed me into picking Alabama. <laughs> I hate you for that. Okay, but um, yeah, no. I'll this, tell you this, what. This, I'll I'll give you my picks for the rest of the year, Georgia. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I'll roll with you on that one. <laughs> I'll but, roll with uh, you on that one. Another yeah. another big upset from last week, and we'll just talk briefly on these two yeah. because they're kind of irrelevant to the, the college playoff football playoff. Um, but number 12 UCLA goes down to unranked U of A, 34-28, to 28, and this uh, this one was just wild to me. I, I don't get how Arizona beats UCLA at home. Um, it's just mind-boggling i mean they they pretty much struggled um for a while and i'm i'm really surprised that they lost that game but i think i think i would just chalk it up to looking ahead they have usc this weekend um i think they probably went into ohio state does this a lot going into games that that they think are going to be easy that they can just get in and out um and when a team that you don't expect pack some heat they they don't know how to respond and i think that that's what happened here yeah like looking at the game script right now they had a fumble right before the halftime where they could have scored um they were in the red yeah they were in the arizona wait yeah they got to the red zone 20 Mm -hmm. and then they fumbled dorian thompson robinson fumbled on a run end of half that there was 21 14 arizona then they could have scored a touchdown right before halftime um, right, that's the difference in this game. They missed a field goal um, to begin the sec- uh, second half. Um, and what else? Yeah, they failed to complete the fourth and ten. Um, yeah. They just didn't execute. I mean, Arizona won time possession turnover battle. I'm stealing your stat. Um, yep. The Danny Scott stats. <laughs> if you win the, if the you real win time stats. possession and you win the turnover battle, you're going to win more often than not. Right, mm-hmm. and it's weird because, I mean, looking on on paper – UCLA played well. Like, Dorian Thompson-Robinson played a good game. It was uh, an it, okay game. It was fine. Zach Charbonnet went off. He had 181 yeah. yards and three touchdowns. He's amazing. He's a very good running. And he had nine catches. He's he's unbelievable. But, um, 
I mean, Arizona came to play. UCLA looked ahead, as Brianna said. Um, and I mean, yeah, now this USC. I mean, I mean, there's they were never a playoff team, but this <laughs> no, their season's. I mean, I I'm looking at everything from a playoff perspective now, but um, this UCLA game, yeah, now they have to really, they have to win this USC game, one rivalry game, and two. I mean, losing to Arizona is embarrassing in any year. Arizona's not a football program. No. no. Not at all. They're a basketball program through and through. Yeah. Basketball and party school. They're not a football Good program. At baseball, too. That, Good too. At college baseball. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think if, if UCLA wins this weekend, nobody from the Pac 10's making it in yeah, the playoffs. Pac-10's so, I don't know. Pick your battles. Yeah, yeah. they're not making it. Nobody's <laughs> making it either way. Yeah. True. I'll pick my battles anyway. They're not and making then, it. Uh, last one, real quick. Um, number 22, UCF takes down number 17, Tulane, Ooh. 38-31. Um, this one kind of surprised me. I thought I I still think Tulane is a better team. Um, UCF forced two turnovers, won the time of possession battle. So when you do that, more often than not, you're going to win football games. Yeah, I mean, Tulane, really fun story. Um, I, it's sad. I guess there's, what do you call it? Are they on rank now? They fall out. Uh, no, I believe they're like 22 or 23. Oh, they're 21. Let's 21. go. They're still ranked. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Love to see it. Love to see it. Um, Yeah, I mean, they're both two sol- very solid mid-major teams. Well, th- yeah, they're both mid-majors, I guess. Very solid teams. Um, Who won the time session? The Danny Scott stats. Uh, uh, UCF, UCF won both. Okay, UCF that won both. That's what that, I'm saying. That I, makes I, sense. I still think Tulane is a better team, but Agreed. UCF won the two main stats i'm happy for tulane though building a solid football program you know they've been pretty solid over the last couple of years they've built something very nice and um i mean it's good to see and ucf we know the national champions once upon a time <laughs> uh, good for good win for them as always uh, nothing really to look at there yeah but, not, i mean it's irrelevant to playoff discussion but it's but a fun game yeah, it's a, it was a fun game fun game definitely yeah i think if if you care about either of those teams it was fun to watch but doesn't say a whole, I mean watching waiting an hour for the playoff rankings to come off was pretty pretty boring this week um, yeah. yeah that was a great so. basketball game though. <laughs> that was a great game yeah. uh, Michigan State double OT over uh, Kentucky I called Michigan State winning I went two for two on those big game picks yesterday <laughs> Kansas nice, too nice. let's go we love to see it uh, but anyways, that was pretty much it from last week. So let's just talk about this top 25 for a few. Mm-hmm. Georgia, number one. Ohio State, two. Michigan, three. TCU, four. Tennessee, five. LSU, six. USC, seven. Bama, eight. Clemson, nine. Utah, ten. Uh, some notables. Oregon goes from six to 12. Uh, UCLA goes from 12 to four, or 16. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Uh, North Carolina up to 13. That one's a little surprising. Good for them. Um, Good but team. <laughs> I I really like this top ten. I have absolutely zero issues with it. Um, anything you guys got? Good top ten. Yeah. Really, really fair top ten. I'm really happy with I, it. I I think as a whole, this is one of their better rankings. That yeah, we've seen this is come a out. solid ranking. I think so, and I think it's it's what everyone was expecting. There was no shocks or surprises, and I don't think anyone's upset about it. I can't wait for North Carolina to beat Clemson in the ACC championship, man. <laughs> I cannot wait. Drake yeah. May is put. Drake May is paying 406 touchdowns on their head. I'm just saying, mm. uh, Notre Dame owns the ACC. Notre Dame, everybody owns the ACC. Nah, but I mean, they have wins over two, uh, number nine and number thirteen in the country right now. They beat UNC. Yep, they're only they're only two. Uh, Clemson's only loss and UNC's only loss wow. is to Notre Dame. 
Ooh, interesting. Uh, yep. Oh, Notre Dame won big against both yep. teams. Yep. Mm-hmm. Killed love both. To, love to see it. 27-0 and against ACC opponents in the last 27 regular season games. Maybe they like, should join the ACC. Like, why? Why? <laughs> join a conference. There's no Let's point. check the schedule. You There's can dominate no a conference for free. There is no point there is a in point. Notre Dame joining the ACC. Uh, the well. ACC sucks. They, it would literally be the equivalent of what it is this year. They would have to win out every single year. But it's fun. You you get to join a conference. But then we get to play Ohio State, and we get to play uh, USC, which is very fun. Fair. Good point. Uh, We still play, like, ACC opponents, but now we get to keep our rivalries. Nice. Fair enough. I just want to see Notre Dame beat Clemson every year. Come on. Yeah. I mean, you you and I can agree on that one. Me too. Just have them permanently on the schedule. It, that's <laughs> that's a low key rivalry that's starting in college football: uh, Notre Dame and Clemson. Notre Dame's they played. Beat, they Notre played Dame's a lot. Beat them down recently. Uh not really. I mean, they Clemson beat us in that ACC championship that one year we were part of the ACC. Wow, you guys and then beat us in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, proud of I'm you guys. Just saying, I'm just saying, character growth by Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah. Um, but give me your top six. I think it's gonna all be pretty similar. You want to start? Sure. Obviously, Georgia at number one. There's not a whole lot to say about that. I'm keeping Ohio State at two. Um, I've seen a few people's top sixes that have Michigan above Ohio State, and I could argue that all day long. But Ohio State's a better football team, way more talent. Michigan, you want to make the argument that Ohio State hasn't played anybody, make the same argument about Michigan. And the game's or the teams that Ohio State plays that Michigan also plays, we're winning by more points. Um, So I'm going to keep Michigan at three just because I don't think TCU is better than Michigan right now. Um, Definitely when we get to that Ohio State-Michigan game, then things are definitely going to take a turn. But I put TCU at four, even though I think that I wanted to put Tennessee there at four you just can't you just can't can't really take away from the uh, undefeated team i guess no i get it which is why i left tcu at four Mm -hmm. but i do have tennessee at five lsu at six makes sense usc at seven makes sense um if lsu loses and it's between tennessee and usc um i'm taking tennessee i think that the i think the sec team just trumps any Pac-12 team. Definitely. I mean, that's just consistent logic. I mean, we saw it in game one of the season um, where Georgia absolutely dismantled Oregon. SEC owns the Pac-12 and every other conference. But, um, yeah, I, I'm going to stick with the original top six. I don't think there's anything to change here. Um, I think every single team here, are all their playoff hopes alive? Is your you see, I mean, LSU, if they won the SEC championship. If they win the SEC they, championship, yeah, LSU's in. They're making the playoffs. Like, SEC's an auto bid. Fair. Good point. Um, yeah, every, all six of those teams are alive. USC is an outside shot. I don't really think they have a shot, um, considering it's the Pac-12. Yeah. And uh, Bama season's over, blah, 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 Clemson. Yeah, yeah all of these teams. O- only the top six have a real shot. LSU. Still LSU has an outside chance. Outside chance, but but if they if they run the table, they have they're they're in. If they if they beat Georgia, which is a lot easier said than done. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I don't even yeah. think it's easy said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. 
I don't see anyone beating. Columbus I just want to give sure. a qu- quick credit to LSU though. Um, do you see that freshman Harold Perkins, the yeah. edge rusher? He's nasty. a freshman. He had four sacks. He's, he's nasty. He looks like the people are saying he's the next Michael Parsons or Von Miller, and he he is insane. He's very good. Very. I mean, props to them. They got another sick edge rusher. Where did he he decommitted from? So I want to. It was A and M. He decommitted. Was it A and M? He was committed to A and M. Decommitted. Went to LSU and is pulling out. Tough. Yeah. That's really tough considering AM has two of the best edge rushers of this generation, Miles Garrett and Von Miller. I know. But um it's funny. Good good for him. He had an amazing game, put his name on the map, and LSU, they're legit. Good win against I mean Arkansas's not this good this year, but still solid win. Take care of business. Yeah. So I'm gonna do something a little different from you two. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna go Georgia one. Okay. Ohio State two. Mm-hmm. TCU three. Oh, I wanted to do it. I can't. Michigan 4, Tennessee 5, LSU 6. I think TCU has a better resume than Michigan. Um, Agreed. So even though I don't necessarily think they're a better football team, I think they're very, very even. Uh, I think that would be a very good game. Um, I think TCU's resume is, honestly, it's probably better than Ohio State's too. But Ohio State's obviously a better team. But Ohio State (laughs) is... I think Ohio State is clearly a better team than yeah. TCU, but I can't say the same thing about Michigan. I don't Agreed. think they're clearly a better team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Very I'll even. take the resume of TCU over Michigan's resume with their one ranked win over Penn State. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, but I'm gonna just gonna stick with what's good right now. I guess that's why I stuck with Michigan. That's fair. I yeah. think no, I, I agree with that, especially because um, because you're an Ohio State fan. <laughs> yes, she would like my propaganda last year. <laughs> I had Ohio State running the table, yeah, and they proceeded to lose to Michigan. Um. Anyway, I I I feel like an upset's gonna happen this week with Illinois and Michigan. I think no. I, I genuinely believe it. We'll um, talk about it. <laughs> I mean, Illinois I, is the ranks first in scoring defense and third in total defense. I think if they can stop Michigan's run and pass game, I I think it's a pretty even game. I mean, I, I they mean, have the running game for it too. Chase Brown's really good. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk. Let's talk about it later <laughs> down the line of the show. I'm excited for that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, so that's basically it for the the rankings, but mm-hmm. we're starting to get down to the the nitty gritty of the season. So I think it's appropriate time to to revisit the Heisman talk with only a couple weeks left. Mm-hmm. I think it's really a two man race right now between Caleb Williams and Hendon Hooker. Ooh, Caleb Williams is back or in not the race. Caleb Williams? Excuse me. I mean, he's um, in the race. He's in the Low race. Uh, I meant C.J. Stroud. Yeah. C.J. Yeah. Stroud and and Hendon Hooker. It's kind of those two, and and Drake May is yeah. kind of floating his name out there. Yeah, especially because um, he's only lost one game. Yeah, to Notre Dame. Um, but I think CJ Stroud and Hendon Hooker are definitely, definitely better. Um, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Um, I have CJ. Yeah. Shocker. Shocker. I'm not surprised by that one. But he, he's front runner again. Um, Vegas is betting on him. I think, I think he has made a lot of improvements, especially outside of the pocket. Um, he's completing 67% of his passes, but it was up from 59 last season. So I think he's definitely becoming more well, well-rounded. well um, He completes 71 of his passes inside the pocket. Um, I think overall, I think he has the, the edge on Hendon Hooker right now. Um, but I'm taking CJ, I think. I think he's a, a great quarterback. Give me Tim Demorat. Okay, <laughs> facts. facts. No, Leading for, the FBS yeah. in passing touchdowns and passing yards. Tim, Leading all of NCAA. Him, Demorat. But um, give me CJ Stroud. Yeah. Uh 
I think he's improved. Yeah, I agree with Rihanna. No bias aside, I know she's ext- <laughs> she's a big big Ohio State fan. Um, Stroud has improved a lot this year, just mm-hmm. in terms of the arm talent's always been there. Um, I do want to see his pocket presence improve a little bit more and just like ha- see him be a little more composed, just for that next level. But he looks re- he looks really good week in week out, pretty much. He's leading the most explosive offense in the FBS. One of the most explosive offenses in the FBS. I don't know if the numbers are there, but just look at the talent there. And they're missing Jackson Smith and Jigba. Mm-hmm. They're ridiculous. And the running backs are hurt right now. Is my when's Mayan and the uh, back? When are they? Henderson, Mayan know, Williams, and Henderson. Well, no, no, I, I know, but like, are I know Mayan Williams got hurt this weekend. Yeah. And. I think Trayvon Henderson was already out, so and it just we makes so crushed it exactly. It's just <laughs> it just makes um yeah Ohio State's offense look that more much more impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, give me Stroud outside shot for if you look at the numbers. I guess Caleb Williams and Drake may have outside shots, and obviously Hayden Hooker's runner up. But I think Stroud is pretty much the clear favorite right now. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna disagree with you guys. Ooh. Um, I think Hendon Hooker has a better resume. I think he has a signature win. Mm-hmm. Over uh, and this this is as of right this current moment. Okay, I think fair. he has a signature yeah. win over Alabama. Oh, yeah, yeah over Bama. Mm-hmm. I think if C.J. Stroud beats Michigan, yes, that's a signature win that I think may give him the edge. However, uh, Hooker has more passing yards, uh, less interceptions, only point six points behind on QBR. Um, right, C.J. Stroud does have passing touchdowns. Does have less touchdowns, but mm-hmm. rushing the ball, Hooker has the advantage. Um, so I, I just think this Tennessee team is a special team this year. And I think Hendon Hooker is, is the reason why they're a special team this year. Um, and he has a couple of signature wins, which I don't think Ohio state does. Uh, sure. You beat, uh, sure. You beat Penn state. Sure. You beat Notre Dame, but in the, in the realm of things, um, Notre Dame was very bad for a good portion of this year. They figured it out. I Still don't think Penn State is is anything special. I think I mean, they're very winning. very overrated. Rated. Yeah, but they haven't it's played a, anyone. A solid win. The only the only two teams they played are Michigan and Ohio State, you, you and, beat, and you, got throttled yeah. by both. You beat who's on your schedule. Um, yeah, and if if CJ Stroud beats Michigan, and I guess if he does it like and plays well, he's got the Heisman locked up. Yeah, I think. I, I agree with everything that you're saying about Hendon Hooker, but I think they're just going to give it to CJ yeah. if Ohio State wins. And the only thing about Ohio State making the playoffs, really, all we had to do this year was beat Penn State, beat Michigan. Yeah, that, That's about it. And don't lose any other games. Exactly. Well, <laughs> Which obviously. Is easy. Obviously. Which is easy. <laughs> but we weren't anticipating losing any of those. I think I will admit that for two games, CJ wasn't playing his best um didn't have the best performance but i think at northwestern i'm i'm gonna be like everyone else and blame it on the weather the weather wasn't great he was overthrowing to combat the what was it 30 mile per hour winds and it was a pouring rain too yep also that great great weather just big 10 things exactly i think i think if the weather in the shoe is good for this ohio state michigan game ohio state has it yeah, I I think I think that's fair. Um, I'm just saying, Endon Hooker has the rushing yards. He's got 405 rushing yards, five rushing touchdowns, more passing yards, and that signature win that that I personally would take over C.J. Stroud or yeah C.J. Stroud. Yeah, it, it's just like they haven't played anyone. 
They they really have it, and I feel right. like Tennessee has. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, as of now, there is an argument. I think it's a two-man – you said two-man race. It's a fair race to be had. And, yeah, I guess Hendon Hooker has more total yards, but CJ has more touchdowns. It could go either way. If you want to talk resume, I guess Hooker is the fair pick, though. But I, yeah. I'm I, rolling with CJ. I just in, – in the realm of college football, resume is everything. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's true. So – that that just the the couple of ranked wins that Tennessee has, mm-hmm. uh, especially that Alabama win, was in the moment oh, very played, very big. They played well too. Ohio State really their only good win right now is Penn State, who hasn't played anyone either. I, I think now the Notre Dame win looks a lot better than it did. But it wasn't a good <laughs> but, win. But it wasn't a good win, and and Notre Dame played them tough, and it was it was a fun game to watch. Um, but I think that's about good on the uh, the Heisman discussion. Yep. Uh, moving on to next week, not a lot of games. There's some uh, Pac-12 action, and then there's a rivalry game, Oklahoma State-Oklahoma. Um, this one's interesting because it is at Oklahoma. Um, so number 22, Oklahoma State travels to unranked Oklahoma. Oklahoma's favored by 7.5 yeah. points. Um, I think this really comes down to is, is Spencer Saunders playing. If Sanders plays, Oklahoma State wins. If Sanders doesn't play, Oklahoma wins. That's pretty much my take on it. Um, don't really know much other than that. So I'm just going to assume Sanders isn't playing because considering Oklahoma State's season is kind of cooked. Um, give me Oklahoma 34-31. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would take Oklahoma. I don't I don't know if it's going to be that high scoring of a game. Um. I would go twenty eight seventeen Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, Tyler. I think this all hinges on if Saunders is playing or not. I'm gonna assume he's not. Um, right now. Uh, no, be different. Be different. Be different, please. <laughs> be Oklahoma different. State. I'm gonna assume he's not, but I still think Oklahoma State is a better football team all which, around. Which they are. Um, Oklahoma rookie head coach. Bad year. Uh, who has not been great. Um, so I'm going to go. I I, I want to go Oklahoma, but I'm going to be different <laughs> and pick Oklahoma State. Thank you. Um, Maybe you're I, right. I think it's a, I think it's a close game. I'm going to go uh, 31-28 Oklahoma State. Um, next game. This one is a, a very fun one in, in my mind. Uh, rivalry game, USC versus UCLA. Um it's at UCLA this year. This game is awesome because they both wear the home jerseys, which mm. which is really cool. So we get the powder blues and the reds. Um, but what are you guys' thoughts? Um, I mean, USC. I mean, UCLA got caught looking ahead this weekend. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if Tyler just cut out or not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I... I think this is going to be interesting. USC has absolutely zero margin for error here. If they want any shot of being in the playoffs, which I still don't think is happening, but if you're USC, you really want to go into this game and pack some heat. I think that's that's all that they need to do here. Um, and I don't know. I think I think that I think USC wins this one. Um, I think with UCLA's trip up this past week, I don't know. I'm going to go USC 
30, 24. I think that's that's mine. You think it's that tight? That's interesting. I do think it's that tight. Um, I mean, all right, we're doing a little malfunction, little oh shoot, little shoot, a little technical errors here, but uh, we're back here. Um, give me USC. I think they're a better team. Um, it's gonna be a high-scoring game. I think it's gonna be like 41-38. Um, really fun game. Two explosive offenses. But actually, hold on. Now I'm thinking about it because Travis Dye, the um, USC running backs, out for the year. Now I'm thinking. And I'll still roll with USC. I think Caleb Williams got it. I think he's a better quarterback uh, than Dorian Thompson Robinson. Give me forty-one thirty-eight. I don't like the two and a half point spread. I think USC is much better than UCLA. Um, I think I'm going to go USC probably by fourteen. I go forty-two uh, twenty-eight. USC wins Interesting. it. Um, last game, number 10, Utah versus number 12, Oregon. Tyler, we saw how good Utah was against Oregon twice last year, two dismantlings. Uh, what are we thinking in this one? More of the same. What can I say? More of the same. Utah's going to blow Oregon out. And, sure, Oregon's favored by three in this game. Um, and, I guess, Oregon. I mean, no, nah, Oregon just came off a loss. I would say they're pissed and they're trying to prove something wrong, but their season's cooked because considering nobody's making the playoff in the Pac-12. Uh, give me give me Utah like 38, 38-21. Oh, 38-20. I think, I mean, Utah just dominates Oregon. I know it's at Oregon, but. I don't think it matters. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Um, And I, I'm just like looking at the schedule right now. There are some interesting games that we're going to talk. I just want to like mention after this, but. Give me Utah and a convincing win. I agree. I think Utah has shown its strengths throughout this season. Um, I don't know if I have it that high, but I I want to take Utah, and I'm going to say they win by 17. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I'm also going to go with Utah. Um, clean sweep. Yeah. A little road sweep. I think Cam Rising is significantly better than Bo Nix and knows how to play in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I'm going to go Utah. Hmm. What do I want to do here? Um, I think it's going to be high scoring. Um, and I think it's going to be a little bit closer than you guys think. Um, but I think Utah is a better team. So I'm going to go 45-42. Utah wins a shootout, just like Utah versus USC. Yeah, I wanted. I'm picking the Utah blowout just because I just because more of the same of last year. I mean, new coach, I guess Dan Lanning, uh, instead of Mario Cristobal, and new new everything. But you know, hit history repeats itself. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. I'm gonna roll with Utah. I mean, obviously, but um, I think it's gonna be a blowout, just more of the same. Utah is just that much better. We'll see. I I think it is it is different, like you mentioned. Dan Lanning is is I think it's a better coach yeah, than Mario Cristobal. <laughs> We've seen Cristobal in Miami. It ain't looking great right no, now. No, no, it no. ain't looking pretty. I'm interested to see, Brianna. You did say you think Illinois actually does beat Michigan. I do. I mean, I'm not saying hands down, put money on it. All right, I'm putting my life savings on it. Say less. <laughs> say less. But I do think that Illinois gives Michigan a tough time, and I, if Michigan does win, I don't think it there that Illinois is going to make it very easy for them. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I, I will keep an eye on that game just because you brought that up. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, Illinois now is unranked, but they do have a. T- you did mention the numbers, the scoring yeah. defense, and their defense in general, and they have the formula: defensive run game, which makes sense. And I think that's how you best attack Michigan 
in their offense and their run game. There's absolutely no shot Michigan loses to Illinois this week, guys. I Don't. didn't say that they're going <laughs> this to is, lose. This is this I'm is interested. You, you did you did say that. You I did. think I think that there is a chance that Illinois wins. Life savings I'm going not. on. <laughs> life savings going on Illinois money line. Say less. I got it. <laughs> nah. You ready for your you, you ready for your boy uh, Will Levis to get shut out by Georgia and throw three picks this week? Yeah, that's gonna be bad. He is bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's still a good prospect. He's horrible. Very good prospect. No, he's not. But I think that's about going to wrap it up for us. For (laughs) Tyler Hu and Brianna Dunbar, I am Danny Scott. See you guys later.